You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Of what comes next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. Uh, it's Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT. Hello, Jacqueline. Uh, are you ready to talk about this somewhat underwhelming episode of NXT? I, I've, I've heard praise I, for this, actually. Wait, what was that? I've heard praise for this episode. This okay. Well, I've I have many thoughts on it as as per usual. So yeah, I have. For me, there was one praiseworthy thing on the show, but I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. more or less, that was kind of it. Uh, before we uh, before we start talking about episode four hundred and seventy one, uh, let's get this out of the way first and thank the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. Uh, you can pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. And uh, you know what? I've heard Venom isn't so good, but it, it might be better than this episode of NXT was, at least for me, anyway. Yeah. I haven't seen Venom I've, yet. I'm going to go see it, but I haven't seen it yet. I've, I've heard it's awesomely bad. Now on to NXT. <laughs> yeah. Which was which was not awesomely bad. It had moments of bad and some moments of awesome, but... True. A lot of just, yeah. Well, let's talk about yeah. it. Let's uh, get into it. Cold open with Nikki Cross, uh, unhinged and ranting. Yeah, so so usual stuff. Yeah, they're, we're going to see Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair in two weeks in a rematch from their previous encounter, which ended in a double count-out brawl. That was yep. wild and crazy. And I am excited for that. I think it's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, she continues to repeat the phrase, I know, I know. She knows something. She does. Have you heard... I mean, mm. you you haven't. Because I just I, I just realized that you're not one of the, the reason we, the whole reason we do this show is because you're not like all of my other wrestling friends. <laughs> so you probably True. haven't been digging around on the internet and reading the rumors or the theories about about this Alistair, Alistair Black. Black. Yes, no, I have not. The latest theory is that uh, William Regal is the one who actually attacked Alistair Ooh. Black. Interesting. Uh, which is why he's also kind of avoiding the question Nikki? about just getting Nikki to answer the question. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that theory. It would be, be interesting. Uh, and, he's, and he's like pinning other wrestlers against each other in the meantime. He's yeah. An evil genius. He probably could not wrestle black in, at his, in his state anymore. He used to be a very oh. good, very good wrestler, but... Uh, He's had various illnesses and surgeries over the years, mm-hmm. and no. it's un- unlikely, but perhaps he would find somebody to... Uh, maybe Regal was not the one who attacked Black, but, but he... he paid uh, someone. Yes, he acquired the services of the person who did. 
He is the Tanya Harding of wrestling. Why he would do this, though, is beyond me. I'm not sure. They'd have to come up with something, but... Because there doesn't seem to be anything on the surface level of, of what would be the reasoning behind this, but we shall see. I hope Alistair Black comes back soon. I do like him. Me too. Yeah. I think he hurt his groin. I think he tore his groin. Yes, that's what I heard as well. Uh, that sounds like the least fun thing. Painful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first match, Candice LeRae, Lacey Evans. I wanted to like this match because I don't just like Candace. I love Candace LeRae. I think she's <laughs> awesome. And so I th- oh, go ahead. I agree. I thought I did not realize how great of a wrestler she was. And I, I was watching her do this and I was like, Oh man, she like, she, why don't they use her more? Like that was really what I thought after watching this. She yeah. isn't on TV a lot. And a lot of her appearances have been kind of being a part of this whole Johnny Gargano thing. Which mm-hmm. the story is that it's also affecting her career uh, right. as well, which can be an explanation for why she's not on TV very often. The first thing yeah. that stuck out to me, she they gave her this music. I don't know if she picked it out or if they just gave it to her when she competed in the Mae Young Classic last year. It's been the music she's been using, and it kind of has this blonde, surfy, beach vibe to it. It's kind of like a you know California pop rock was sort yes. of like this music she was coming out to, which suited her perfectly, especially since she's from California and kind of has like a, you know, a, everything, her bubbly attitude, everything kind of fit it. And she right. comes out here with new music that I felt did not suit her. Hmm. I didn't like her new music. This is something only like weirdos like me notice, but yeah. I was I, expecting... I, yeah, I was expecting to hear the familiar chords from her song that I've been used to for her previous mm-hmm. appearances, and it was not. It was something different, and I did not like it. So, anyway, she had a match with Lacey, and it was decent. Lacey's okay. She's improved a lot. She used to be not very good at all. Yeah. No, and I thought they were both pretty strong. They both did a really good job, especially because there's such a height difference. I always get really yeah. impressed with that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Lacey uh, countered uh, Candace going for an unprettier. She then salted Candace's husband, and Candace yeah. was having none of that. Much like her husband, she went into a rage after an insult. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like Marty McFly. If Marty McFly flew into like a rage when somebody called him a chicken, called him a chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls Candace a chicken, and she went crazy and started pummeling on. Lacey, but much like her husband, this rage, she wasn't thinking, and it opened up uh, Candace to Lacey's signature right-handed knockout punch, which is called The Woman's Right, which is the best thing about Lacey Evans. I think the name of that finishing move is awesome. I dislike it strongly. Really? I do. I do. I I have have many thoughts on this. I mean, it's... (laughs) I mean, it's pro wrestling, yeah. so you it, you would expect a flashier move. Well, well, okay, but okay. So here's the thing. So this episode came out before, like all the, the before Kavanaugh got confirmed, but everything ah. was going on. And here's what I'm just gonna say, okay? To have a character who's like 1950s, stand by your man, who says you're no good like your husband, all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. like this this fighting 
like it's very not with the times. Correct. <laughs> and so to have this character who's so like not a feminist to have a finishing move called the woman's right. Yes. Kind of hurts as a woman. <laughs> You're like, yeah. but no, like I want the strong one standing up for herself. Like who doesn't need someone by her side to have the woman's mm-hmm. right. Like let's, let's, let's praise that one. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to get political, but oh, no, no, that's, they pushed but, me. <laughs> but by all means, and I mean, and obviously, I think that's some of it is kind of that's kind of the intention because obviously yeah. she's also a woman who is punching her with her right fist. Yes, so it's I, a double on time. I mean, I know that you know that it's but, the literal. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I also just I'm not a big fan of punches as finishing moves in wrestling. Like I know it's like. If you watch MMA, it's one of the most common ways those fights ends with somebody getting punched in the face. Like, I understand that it is a believable, incredible finishing move. It's just that in the world of wrestling, where you see so many crazy things, it's mm-hmm. kind of an understated move to just punch somebody. It is. But it really is. But she gets it's underwhelming. A, yeah, she gets a good sound out of it. And Candace uh, sold this like she had, in fact, been killed. Uh, it mm-hmm. was like if Lacey was Iron Fist. That's what happened here. Yes, basically. She, Yeah, she summoned her chi and punched Candace in the face and pinned her. Uh, so they're clearly building Lacey towards something. Maybe a title match on TV. She's not like TakeOver. Uh, she's not at like yeah. a level where you'd see her on a TakeOver. But she has been compiling these wins. And I presume it'll result in some sort of title match on television. It's got to be something, yeah. Yeah, she's getting a lot of wins. It's some they got They usually don't do this for no reason, so they'll. I'm sure they'll build right. it for something. Did you have any other thoughts on this match other than your dislike of Lacey's finishing move? Um, the other thing was, um, I don't, I don't know which announcer said it, but they call her like the lady of NXT, and then mm. at one point she did something, and he's like, "That's not very ladylike," and I was like, "Oh man," I was thinking the same exact thing, but it was, I just thought it was really funny, but. Um, I don't know. I don't. We've talked about Lacey Evans before. I don't love her character. I think Candice LeRae. I don't think I've seen her that much in the ring. I thought she was phenomenal, like comparatively. Yeah. And I think they need to use her more. I think they have a very big missed opportunity with her. Yeah, she uh, she's wrestled in a lot of places where women and men wrestle each other on equal grounds. Which I believe should happen. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are... There's a... I, I'll, I'll put it this way. There is definitely a right way to do it. I get people mm-hmm. who would feel uncomfortable watching a man punch a woman. So but it's wrestling. Yes. I mean, anyway. I, I mean, I can... But I can understand how some people could watch that and feel very yeah. uncomfortable. Um, but there are ways that you can do it. And yes, I've, there are. I've seen it. I've seen it done lots of times, uh, and she she's done a lot of it. And I think a lot of that kind of helped her with mm-hmm. her, you know a lot of how she moves around in the ring and some of the stuff she does looks a that little bit sense. a little bit faster, a little bit tougher and rougher than some of the other stuff. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't. Know. I'm I'm a big Candace fan. I hope more happens. I hope she gets out of this rut. Same. I agree. Uh, they showed a really great video that hypes up our main event for next week. Adam Cole, Pete Dunn, and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all good stuff there, hyping that match. Uh, Tommaso oh. Ciampa, Jacqueline, is back in his house, which is, of course, made solely of guardrails and ring padding. 
I love it. Like I like again, I just watched that. I'm like, this is this is his space. Like yeah. it's like that's his place. I love it. It's so crazy. It's so weird that he just hangs out here, but uh this time he was talking to Velveteen Dream, cautioning this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Dream insinuated that Champa may have been responsible for the attack on Black. Champa says that Dream's name is fitting because he's living in one. He says mm-hmm. he says to stay out of his spotlight, and uh, Champa warned him that if he continues uh, the path that he is on, that he will expose the mystique of Velveteen Dream. And that he said he would uh, he would turn his dream into a nightmare, which is a little cliche, but, uh, you know, it was I fine. Am, I liked it. I am so excited for that matchup. For Me that too. feud. It's going to be wonderful. It will be indeed. <laughs> I don't even think they've announced it yet. I'm just getting ready for it. No, cause... but, you know, it's, it's clear they're going to totally do it on, it's... probably on TV before the next takeover. I don't, maybe they'll do it at the next takeover. But I don't think so. Maybe. I think there's a lot of... The next takeover is not until near the end of November or mid-November. They'll, pr- so. they'll probably do it before the takeover, and then they'll do a big rematch at takeover. Mm-hmm. See uh, how the crowd likes it. Yeah. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of the Forgotten Sons lately. We got to see more of them here. Uh, we saw yeah. them in consecutive weeks. First uh, in a tag team match, then in singles match, and now as a six-man Unit, uh, they destroyed the unfortunate team of Vinny Mixon, Tori Kirsch, and Caesar Rise. Yep, those uh, guys. At least all of these guys were wearing vague, nondescript gear this week, unlike last week. Uh, so everybody was was basically just a, a you know, a computer operated player in like a video game. They're just in the background. Yeah there to get run over by your car in Grand Theft Auto, except that the car was the Forgotten Sons. They ran over these guys and beat them up, and Jackson Riker hit one of them with his powerbomb thing, and uh, they pinned them and, and won. So, is it just me, or does Jackson Riker look like he has, like, crazy eyes? Like, mm, yep. Yeah, he does, right? Okay. I think out of all three of them, Wesley Blake the best, but I can't back that up. You, you just, it's like a hunch? I just do. Yeah, yeah. I have like a feeling that he's like the best out of the three. Uh, I, th- huh? And what? not even in wrestling. I'm talking human. Like, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. the one, he's the one I would root for. I mean, I, two, nah. I mean, I too think he might be the best out of the group. Mm. I mean, so far, I like the idea of the character, but nothing else is yeah. working for me. With well, these guys. and then, yeah, and was it Cutler who had that thing on his face because he has the broken nose? Yes. And then they talked about how he wa- how he was in the military, and it's like, okay, so this is clearly a military thing. It's just we're n- just not saying it in so many words. They just keep skirting around it every time these guys are out there. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it also doesn't help that they come out wearing like biker gang type jackets. If like you've ever seen like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. They're basically wearing that as well. So I'm not really sure what the characters are. It's not like they come out on motorcycles, but... Right. I'll be honest, the first time I heard Forgotten Sons, other than immediately realizing that, oh, they're talking about the fact that 
their forgotten NXT characters. I'm like, that also sounds like a motorcycle club. Name. It does. So. And it kind of looks like one. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a really great uh, video feature after this, uh, uh, focusing on Shayna Baszler, which was a combined mm-hmm. sit-down interview along with training footage. And basically the story here is that Shayna's an, uh, an MMA fighter, and she's going into a fight camp to train for Kyrie and her NXT Women's Championship match at Evolution. I thought this was awesome. I did, too. I think I love their their rivalry. I think the two of them really play well off of each other. So I'm glad that they're still building that up. Yeah, um, they're like mirror opposites in all of the ways. Yes. And uh, the thing that makes it work is that they've done they've done the legwork with Kyrie to where you can buy that she can hang in there with Shayna. Like she can't Right. She can't like out pummel Shayna, but she can take Shayna's yeah. stuff and she doesn't back down or quit. And she's right. beaten her a couple of times. So that makes it, you know, believable and engaging. Right. And I thought with this um this segment that it really showed Shayna being that bully again. Cause she's like, look, I'm just getting stronger. I'm just getting tougher. Come at me. And I'm like, Oh, she's all in her character. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I continue awesome. to like her. <laughs> uh, I love Bianca Belair, but I didn't like this next segment. Uh, Kathy Kelly's there oh, interviewing Bianca uh-huh. and uh, Bianca demands that Kathy call her Miss Belair. Mm-hmm. And then she got a promo on Nikki Cross where she said that she has like scraggly hair and then reminded us many, many times that she is undefeated. Yes. This was, this, I didn't think this was great. No, but I'm not going to blame it on Bianca. I'm going to say the writing was weak here. Mm. Yeah, and- she's trying her best with the whole, because I'm yeah. sure she said one time, she's like, I'm undefeated. And they're like, oh, that's great. You got to say yes. that like a lot. Say it yeah. like a bunch of times. And she has to try to find a way to make it work. <laughs> but I I I think she's so talented. I think she's such a good wrestler that mm. I like I'll forgive these for yes. a little while. Yes. This is this is the down one of one of NXT's flaws is they're still within the WWE system and mm-hmm. they are still intent on writing scripted interviews and promos like it's mm-hmm. a TV show, which is so weird because that's really not the history of wrestling. The The history of wrestling, and especially even through the Attitude Era and things like that, was here's your bullet points. But you right. know your character. You Right. So you go out there and you say what your character would say, but just hit hit on these, make sure you hit on these points. Right. And now everything Which, is, we've written your character, and here's what your character would say, and now you say all of these things. Yes. I think it was, and I think that's part of the reason why so many people got into it in the Attitude Era, was that because you had, like, real actors, almost. You know what I mean? So it was more yeah. believable. I mean, it was weird because they weren't really actors, but, but they, they, they created, I mean, they became sort of, right, yeah. in a way that they created these characters that they knew so well that they can go out there and essentially improvise and mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Uh, I mean, before the attitude era, there was the golden age of interviews with dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and guys like that who have infamous 
promos that they would just do <laughs> off the top of their heads that were crazy and wild but are memorable. And because they had no boundaries, and I think that's I think that's what these people that everyone needs. So yeah. let them let them fly. Yeah, it is. It is one of NXT's flaws. It is one of the things that they have not loosened up on. Mm. Uh, they definitely tend to let loose with people in their matches, especially if you're on a takeover. It feels like they give them a lot of creative freedom to go out there and do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, when it comes to the interviews, and that's like their biggest flaw. Some people can make it work. Uh, some people kind of half and half. It depends on which week it is. And uh, sometimes they're just not very good at all, and that's sort of what this one was. So, yeah, so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ms. Belair. Uh, best match on the show was next, uh, at least to me. Johnny Gar- I agree. Johnny Gargano taking on 205 Live's Tony Nese, the man with an eight-pack of abs, which is uh, ridiculous. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, he, he likes to count them. In his entrance, and uh, the only here's here's what I felt about. I mean, I I thought this match was very good. Yes. And the the story oh. of this match is Johnny wants to. He feels awful about the last time he was here with Velveteen Dream, and he felt like right. he was losing himself. And all he wants to do is become go back to being Johnny Wrestling. Hmm. I would not say. I would say he took a step towards that here, but you could also ask the question, is there a turning, like, can he turn back? Has he already gone too far? He might be trying to to go back to being Johnny Wrestling, but maybe there is no going back. Uh, I feel like the story is going to kind of continue to evolve. Outside of that, the only other thing I could think of, uh, and I know that you had mentioned this once before, I think you said you were at a 205 Live taping after uh-huh. a SmackDown and how tired the crowd was and how bored they yes. were with everything. Yep. I felt so bad because Tony Nese came in here and worked with Johnny Gargano, and they did a match that they would have done on 205 Live, except everybody here ate it up. They yes. loved it. They were going crazy. Yep. Tony was doing all of the moves that he would normally do on 205 Live, and the crowd was biting on them and cheering and jumping up and down, and all oh. I could do is feel bad. I'm like... I mean, I'm sure he doesn't feel too bad. I'm sure his paycheck is okay, and it's you still get that rush of going out in front of all of those people. But then once you start, and then they're all not engaged or interested, that yes, that's got to be a downer. I just felt bad for that whole two hundred five live show. <laughs> but also, I guess this is kind of the payoff when you get to do something like this, and you get to be in front of the crowd during like the actual show as opposed to being the after show. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I I agree. I think this was the match of the episode like for sure it was so interesting it went on a lot longer than i expected it to um because i didn't think johnny niece was like a real tony niece tony niece Niece. um i didn't think he was like a big name where this would go on for too long but i was really excited that i was wrong about that (laughs) yeah i also agreed i mean i still think it's like a minor criticism that maybe johnny should have won a little bit easier than he did but it's hard to complain when the match is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's what it was. He probably was supposed to win sooner, but they were like, oh, no, the people like this. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, let's play with it a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So there were some dives, some really cool dives. Tony Nese hit his 450, uh, which mm-hmm. is his 450 splash, which is usually a winner for him, but Johnny kicked out. Uh, yeah. 
there was uh, all sorts of cool stuff. German suplex into the corner and some super kicks and clotheslines and things like that. There's a lot flipping off the ropes. Like, it was just really good. Johnny hooked uh, Tony Nese in the Gargano escape. And uh, what a punny name that is. And uh, Nice taps out. And Johnny gets the yep. win and he takes a young man's uh, placard from the audience that says Johnny freaking wrestling on it. And he holds it up. That's right. He's trying to come back from from where he's been lately, the dark place in his life. He's trying to come back from it. Let's see. If I think he'll get back. I mean, he might. He may very well. Yeah, uh, I think he can. They did a great little sit-down video package here for Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, where yes. they uh, spelled out their, uh, their life story uh, as a tag team anyway. Yep. Uh, and these two guys came off like... Two blue-collar dudes from the pub down the street. Yes, they did. Like, you want to hang out with them. Yeah. My favorite thing about Oni Lorcan is that he described his injury as, quote, breaking my face. <laughs> Which he technically did, because I did not know the extent. I thought that he had broken his orbital, uh, orbital bone, but uh, right. I did not know that he also suffered a collapsed cheekbone. Yeah. He's got plates in his face. Jeez. Can you imagine what's like going through the airport now for him? Yeah, I've got I mean, I've got I've got plates and screws in my left foot. I cannot yeah. imagine what it would be like to get these things in your face. <laughs> and still be wrestling. Yeah. To me that makes him like a hundred times tougher than I already thought he was. Right? Like whenever I, might... whenever mm. I when I was thinking whenever I see this man from now on, it's like he has like metal in his face. Like he's a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their aim, their their goal is to to win the the tag team titles. So as it should always be. Yeah, yes. we'll see how that goes. Main event time, Jacqueline. Ooh. The man Ooh. who doesn't do much for you, Lars Sullivan, versus the man you cannot stand, EC3. Yeah. They had yeah. a lumbering match here. Lars Sullivan mm. defeated EC3. I don't think it was quite the mauling you th you were going to hope for, I think, when it came to beating up EC3. But these guys were both kind of bloodied. Yeah, there was a lot. Yes. And also, I will say, like, I didn't think EC3 could pick up Lars Sullivan. Um, I seriously doubted his strength. Uh, yeah. and, and I have to apologize for that, because clearly he, he can pick up a lot of stuff. <laughs> the man has musculature, yes. Yes. Uh the funniest thing to me in this match was mm -hmm. they had to sell Lars uh Lars's main finishing move is called the freak accident. It's a, a you hook a guy in like a waist lock and you lift him high up into the air and then you slam him down to the ground. Okay. And this is his finishing move. He's done this a lot of times. He did it in this match to EC3 on the ring apron, which should be devastating. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that Lars was standing on the ground. And mm. he lifted EC3 up into the air and then slammed him onto the apron. EC3 fell maybe 12 inches. This was not a far drop. Like, it did no. not look devastating, but the announcers have to be like, my God, on the hardest <laughs> part of the ring. And it's like, he, he barely fell. He almost laid him down onto it. <laughs> like, he wasn't dropping him from a height. Right. He basically, it was gentle. Yeah, he basically lifted him up a couple of inches past the height of the ring apron and then kind of planted him there. Luckily, that was not the end of the match. 
Because right. that would have been a very, very sad ending. Uh, luckily, the ending was Lars doing a diving headbutt off the top rope, which many people have accurately described as uh, King Kong falling off of the Empire State <laughs> Building. <laughs> which he kind of did. He did not dive off of this top rope. He sort of just... Mm-hmm. Uh, Fell some- with style. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> a la Buzz Lightyear. But uh, my favorite description was somebody said, if you took the Statue of Liberty and put it on a cliff and then just kind of slowly pushed it (laughs) off and then it just tilts and then falls. Like, that's kind of what happened here. (laughs) Uh, He pinned EC3. He won the match. Uh, This match was not my thing. No. Uh, But now's your chance to opine about this match and the people within it, Jacqueline. Uh, it's just the worst. I don't like either of these guys. Okay, EC3, first of all. I get people like his music and all this and that, but he is like, it, everything he embodies to me is just like cringeworthy. Mm. Like, that, like, I'm the top 1% and all this and that. Like, shut up, go away. Like, y- you look like you stepped off of the Jersey Shore. Like, like you, you should be hanging out with those people. Mm-hmm. Lars Sullivan, I really don't have much against him, other than that I just really don't like his style of wrestling, so to me it's just not enjoyable to watch, yeah. which isn't his fault, because he's like the super tall guy, and like, he he can't be the one flipping all the time, so... No, he has a very unique look and everything. Like, yeah. I get all that. So there's so nothing really against him, it's just that it's just so boring to me. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do much, and EC3, like, he just has a face you just want to hit <laughs> yes um <laughs> i'll i'll tell you what i'm i'm not big on lars sullivan either but i know he can be put into certain matches that i would like uh mm-hmm. even with other big guys i'm not a fan of giant dudes slugging on each other that just no. isn't interesting to me I, it's not very exciting to me it's kind of slow and plotting it kind of reminds me a lot of like the 80s where there's just a bunch of giant dudes slowly yeah. ramming into each other that sort of thing and it's just not that exciting to me uh i mean there are other big guys like keith lee and 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 some others who are very big but they're also really athletic and agile and i know that right lars is athletic for his uh for his ridiculous size and right. big guys can and most have of it is his height. Yeah. yeah. He's just like really tall. <laughs> big guys can have really fun matches for me, but they've got to do stuff in a way that doesn't feel like laborious. It, it has to feel yeah. like there's a little bit of snappiness or a little bit of uh, something, a little bit of quickness or showmanship. To, yeah. They don't have to do anything really crazy, but a couple of things. I, I don't like it too plain or too basic. Um, uh, EC3 uh, is a character I do not like in the ring. I understand that he is really charismatic. He's good at talking. No, he's not. Uh, I think he is. I don't. I just hate him. I think he's, I mean, like, I feel like he's very sharp when it comes to, if somebody says something to him, he very quickly has something to, to say back. And he never really sounds like... He doesn't sound wooden to me, I guess, when he's trying to deliver stuff. Like, he has animation to him and stuff. Like, there are things that I I can say that I feel like are positive, but... I I get that. He's not, like, so robotic with, like... Yeah. Yeah, I get that. He's not... not, And he's not flashy in the ring, and I think what hinders him more is that 
he's really jacked. Yes. And he's already not exciting in the ring, and the amount of muscles on this man, he moves even worse as a result. Like, it's not easy to move around with that. Right. And, well, but here's my, like, and we could talk about my next question and for many many moments to come but mm. like it can't, that, he can't be natural right i mean it doesn't <laughs> seem like it i mean i know they do testing i know they do random testing but it, it doesn't seem like he could maintain a body like that without some assistance i yeah. mean maybe they've evolved workout supplements that aren't you know yeah let's call it that workout supplements <laughs> sure uh, I mean, I know there's some out there. I just don't know. I mean, I know the NXT schedule is a little less grueling, so maybe uh-huh. he can, maybe he can keep it up or something. But usually, people who look like that, yeah, uh, I I claim iffiness. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to besmirch his good name. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's all natural, and somehow he has some freaky genetics that allows him to. Uh, rather, uh, comparatively speaking, easily maintain his body. I don't know. but I don't. All, all I know is that, uh, what I do know is that it hinders him, like, his movement in the ring. And right. he's kind of slow, and he's already not very flashy. And uh, this is kind of a collision of two guys who don't really do too much in the ring. And, I mean, they did clobber each other a little bit, and the ending of the match was okay, but... To me, this ends the streak of good main events on NXT shows. Yep. Even I, though well, we, they had to have one off week, like yeah. Even though they, they even though we didn't like the ending of the Pete Dunne Ricochet match, it's you can't really argue that it wasn't a really fun match until the end. No, you, right, right. If so, you take off those last few yeah. Just, moments, yeah. Just talking for quality purposes, this was this was just kind of there. Yep. Agreed. What would you give this episode, Jacqueline? A two. Yeah. I uh, I went like two and a quarter. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, you know what? I'm going to say, screw that. I'm going to give it two and a half. Because I liked Johnny Gargano and Tony Nese. And I thought they did a lot of good video features this week. Like uh, the Shayna Baszler feature. That's true. Uh, the the Chompa promo. And uh, mm-hmm. the Birch and Lorcan stuff was good. Yeah. So they did some so good. Yeah, they did some good character work for me. <laughs> that's what. Yes, they did. It's, you're, so wait, you're saying like yes, and that's why I gave it a two. Otherwise, it would have been lower. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> wow. So I I liked it a little bit more than you this week. Yeah. Not ter- We're not terribly uh, uh, different, though. I don't think. No. Uh, no, no. We're we're in the same ballpark. All right. Questions time. Uh, do you want to? Um, this is just from. Uh, Gemma, again, if you want to keep sending them, go ahead. But if other people want to send in questions, you may. Uh, I forgot the email address off the top of my head. Cinebegeekly at gmail.com is what it is. Uh, if you want to, maybe that's why we haven't been getting emails. Uh, I don't remember the address. Yes. That's, we need something more snappy. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. So uh, I guess if you've got any, uh, any questions for anything, uh, go ahead and ask them there. Uh, yes, we love questions. Do you want to do you want to do the more in depth question first, or do you want me to answer this uh, this Japanese based question? She wanted to know. Go with that one first. Okay. Uh, she says she has. Uh, 
it sounds weird because it shorted after the first question, but it says, also, I have friends who say that if I like NXT, uh, that I should watch more wrestling from Japan. Any truth to that? Uh, first, I think your friends are weird to say something like that. I don't like, is there any truth to it? Like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's wrestling's kind of subjective. So you, I guess there's, you have to find your own truth about whether or not, uh, for me, I would say that it is true because there's a lot of the stuff that I like about NXT wrestling wise. That is also true of wrestling in Japan. I, I mean, look, I would say, and th- this is not just for Japanese stuff. If you're interested in curious about Lucha or, mm. uh, any any wrestling from anywhere. If you're curious about deathmatch wrestling, which I'm not a fan of, but if you are, cool. Uh, it's it's really a you know, I've never tried this food before, but I would like to give it a try. <clears throat> That's what it is. Like you don't know if you're gonna like it until you try it. That sort of thing. Like I can't just say. You know, yes, it's true that if you like NXT, you should watch Japanese wrestling because there's they are very they're actually very different in a lot of ways. Um, And it really depends on what you're watching in Japan. But I'm going to guess if you're going to give it a a taste test, so to speak, that would probably end up being New Japan. They're the biggest company Mm. Uh, and they are uh, like NXT in the sense that they produce a lot of good in ring. Uh, but in Japan, it's, uh, I, the, I guess the joke is kind of always that like in Japan, it's a sport. It's not really a sport, but the presentation is sports. Like, uh, they treat it very seriously in that for the most part, um, the matches are very important. Who wins and who loses is very important. Uh, that stuff ties into what happens with them later. So if somebody wins an important match, you can be guaranteed that something will happen with that person. You don't have to, it's not like in WWE where somebody can win a match and then you don't see them on TV for a few weeks and they just disappear and you're like, whatever happened to that guy? If things happen on TV in Japan, then those are, they will be paying off for something. And sometimes they build things for a long time. They have long running stories. Most of their storytelling is done in the matches though. That's where they don't spend a lot of time on interviews and promos. I mean, they do do them, but largely they're there to essentially set up something. Uh, A champion will have won a big match and uh, a person who had beaten that champion uh, in a non-title match many months prior will come out and make a challenge. He wants to be the next challenger uh, for the title. And, you know, there will be some back and forth, but it's not really as focused on most of the storytelling is the, the match. Like you, you're not paying to see these guys talk to each other. You want to see them have a match. So that's where they really do most of the story stuff and matches build off of each other. Usually (laughs) they make callbacks and references just like in movies or TV shows. So if you watched all of their previous matches, you'll feel rewarded when they do callbacks to other things that happened before. It's uh, very similar, like in, uh, in, like in that regard, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's like really, it's, it's really different from NXT, but if your favorite thing about NXT is really good matches, then, you know, I think you'd probably 
enjoy Japanese stuff, especially since they have um, English commentators. So uh, that's helpful. Yeah, there is a there is there is stuff to enjoy, but uh, if you're if you've got like a mix of tastes where you like the wrestling in NXT, but you also like a lot of the character and story stuff. It's not like that stuff doesn't exist in Japan. It's just presented in a different way. It's it's kind of it's hard to it's hard to explain. But uh, so yeah, I, there's there's no way to know for sure if you or anyone else would like it. It's one of those things where you just gotta give it a shot. Maybe you'll like it, and uh, maybe you'll hate it. So I thought I would love Lucha because I really love high flying and I love. Uh, craziness and chaos and Lucha Libre is full of that. And I watched Lucha a few times and I didn't like it. Oh yeah. It was really weird for me. I just didn't work. I guess it's something, there was something lost in the translation there for me, I suppose. Uh, Weirdly enough, weirdly enough, when a lot of those Lucha guys come to the States and they wrestle a more, they like infuse Lucha into a more American independent style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think they're amazing when they do that. So maybe <laughs> I'm just not, maybe just pure Lucha is not for me. It's, it's not. Yeah. Maybe I need it diluted. Some good old American dilution, I guess. That's, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. We take everybody's pure stuff and we kind of just grind it down and claim that it's ours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of the patriotism. Let's uh, move on to uh, the best question I think we've ever been asked, only because it has a great backstory. Yes. Questions rarely have these, but I love that it was framed uh, in a story. So, okay, Jacqueline, Vince McMahon has been squished by an asteroid. Tragic. <sighs> I mean, what are the odds? Uh, and... Crazier yet, speaking of uh, insane odds, he's included you in his will. I knew it. I knew it. You don't get any money, though. It's like no money, no stock options. You're Dang just, it. You're just given a special one-time booking opportunity that allows you to take two men and two women from NXT and move them to the main roster. And okay. uh, you must do a fair trade back. So you must take two men and two women, former NXT boys and girls from the main okay. roster and bring them back to NXT. Okay. Okay. Have you thought about this long and hard? I have. I actually yes. did put some thought into this as well. Yes. Yes. So now I think you and I, pro- so now I, my approach to this is that clearly I'm going to take the people I don't like in NXT and move them up to the main roster. Take the yes. people I like on the main roster and move them back to NXT. This was precisely my uh, mode of thinking as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, this is going to be easy because I hate the main roster. Well, I don't. I should hate is too strong a word. I just don't yeah. like it. Uh, and there are people in NXT that I'm like, you know what? They they can go. They can go. Yeah. And there are people so, who I wish I could be watching on my TV every week. That right. Are on the main roster. So. So for me, um, who I would take, who I would move from NXT would be um, Lacey Evans, Aaliyah, Lars Sullivan, and EC3. So they're gone. Wow. Get them out. A huge chunk of this week's show been given a promotion. Yep. Because I don't want to see them anymore. Mm -hmm. 
who I would take back to NXT would be um, Finn Balor, mm. mainly because I think um, he he deserves the spotlight. Mm. Um, uh, I'm going to say one who is a little, little strange, but follow me here, Aiden English. Okay, interesting. Who Who I like him. I know he's not like a big person, right. but I think he needs he could if I think if he had just a little more time in like the incubator as a solo wrestler mm. because he was in NXT as a tag team. Yes. I think he could blossom into much better. So, mm. I'd move him back. And then for the women, um Naomi because they don't have like a big like a super athletic flipping woman and I think they need one. Mm-hmm. Um and she's phenomenal. And also, I'd probably say Charlotte Flair. Okay. Yeah, because I think they put on some good shows. Very interesting. I did mm-hmm. not. I did not expect you to say Aiden English. No one ever expects me to say Aiden English. I actually really like him. And I'm so glad he's like. I love the whole Rusev Day thing. Oh, I love him. He's kind of like a theater. Well, I mean, he used to be like a theater snob, sort yeah. of or whatever. Like yeah, his... I follow him on Twitter too, and he like totally promotes the arts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah, and he is—I uh, don't know why I know this weird fact, but I believe married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter. So love it. Just random things that I know in my head. Uh, <laughs> so I—I uh, I think Charlotte's doing okay for herself. Mm-hmm. on the main roster. In fact, if the rumors continue to hold true, it's hard to know for sure because there's so much time between now and then. But if mm-hmm. the rumors continue to hold true, there are these rumors that she could be main eventing WrestleMania next year with Ronda Rousey. So That would be awesome. Uh, so that that's a there's a possibility there. But I, so I think she's kind of doing okay for herself. Uh, I also chose Lacey Evans to go up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll think of something for her to do up there, or figure Maybe. out a, a, a distinguishing character, or put her with someone. I don't. Yeah, I um, I don't think this next one's going to be too popular with you. I could have gone with Aaliyah; that would have been an easy choice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I went with somebody who I want to do it just because it's a feels like a weird continuity error, and it bugs me. I would send Nikki Cross up so she could join the rest of her stablemates. Yeah. Uh, because it just feels weird that they just left her in NXT. But she, I, I know, but I just think she's too. Uh, but I like why. Anyway, fine. Yeah, I, I mean, understand. I mean, you got you got Aiden English, so I get. Yeah, you get Nikki Cross. Yeah, there. Uh, as for moving up to the main roster, Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he spent. Uh, I think he's a, as good as he's going to get in NXT. Uh, might as well send him up. I want to say EC3 too, but part of me mm-hmm. also really wants to just get rid of Kona Reeves. So I'm really oh, torn. Yeah. So maybe EC3, oh, but he stuffs Kona Reeves into his backpack and takes him with him as well. There you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not an official pick, but, you know, EC3 kind of uh, smuggles him across the border, so to speak. Uh, what if. Bringing back people mm-hmm. uh, is tough. Uh, well, the, for the women, it's not tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually was a little bit torn between... Because yes. my immediate thought was like, well, I'll just bring Sasha and Bailey back. They were so good together in NXT. 
And from everything that I can, everything that I've garnered through via podcasts and stuff, it sounds like they're not doing too hot these days. Uh, It sounds like they've all cooled significantly and uh, it's not sounding good. But uh, I feel like Sasha has a chance to rebound at some point and I feel Mm -hmm. like Bailey does not. So I would bring Bailey back and the other person I would bring back is Asuka because... What? Uh, do you have something against Japanese people, Jacqueline? I'm realizing no, this all of a sudden. No, I don't. Kyrie? No, no, no. God, not at all. I okay. lo- No, I like Asuka a lot better than Kyrie. I just think she's the obvious choice. I mean, she but is. But I do a- like Asuka. Asuka is the obvious. Asuka is the obvious choice, but it's only because they've done so poorly with her since they brought her up. They, I, they, I they agree started. With that. They started strong. Yes, and they, then it fizzled so but no, fast. But now she's weirdly dancing with Naomi. They don't feel like they just feel like they just stuck them together because they don't have anything for these guys to do. So here yep. you go, and it feels like her her star has fallen so far. Mm-hmm. And what they had with her in NXT, it, it it feels dumb to say they have people who are can't misses, but they miss so much that yes. it feels like these are sure misses. That are these are sure hits in NXT and sure misses in the main roster. I just want yeah. to bring her back because you know, I I I miss those days. I I agree with that. She had a good run. Uh, as for guys, Finn. Yep. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's. I mean, he's not dead in the water or anything like that. But he's close. It feels like it. And and I just. He- He's like too good for that. Ugh. Mm. Anyway. Uh, other guy, Sami Zayn, I'd, I'd bring back. Fair, fair. Uh, I do like Sami Zayn. I know. I mean, I know they were doing some good stuff with him as a bad guy with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and, and and good, it good. It turns out he can do heel as good as yes. he does babyface. But he's such a good, good guy. Uh. uh and they did such a good job with him in NXT. A lot of this is just, you know, sentimental favorites, but it's it's hard when you see things that you like that much and then they go away and uh, then you just see them not do very good. And all you right. can do is sit there and scream at the TV. It's like, but you've done it already. You've already right. done it with him. Why can't you do it again? Why are you trying so hard? Why are you fighting against the thing that already worked? Do I don't that. know what the disconnect is between like the NXT like development mm-hmm. people and the WWE development people like but they need to start talking to each other. Yeah, I've heard I mean I've heard rumors about everything from like, you know, Vince just doesn't understand or get the character. So if he's mm. not interested in it, then, you know, but how can you think about that? You're not making the show for you. Although that has always kind of been the 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 scuttlebutt uh, among amongst wrestling fans is that the writers are writing the shows for Vince and they know what Vince likes so they write shows that they know he's going to like and uh, but uh, there's always going to be a certain number of people who will always watch I used to be uh, one of those people I guess that's true I used to record every episode of Raw on VHS Wow. I would I would pause through commercials. Like I put work into it to archive these shows. That is dedication. And a little creepy. But uh 
you know, like that's how invested I was into it. And I, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. No, they're Jack- not good. I mean, no, no one's going to believe us right now, but Jacqueline, as we speak, SmackDown is on. It's been on for 43 minutes. Yes, it's true. I'm not watching it. I have no idea what's happening on it. Nope. And and I probably, I might watch some, like, uh, Twitter things about it. But yeah, I'll not. see, I'll see GIFs or I'll watch, uh, sometimes this is, a lot of times this is how I will consume uh, main roster product. I will see clips. Because uh, mm-hmm. there will be, like, gifers out there who will gif, like, if something cool happens or funny happens, yes. you see a clip of it, and that's it. Uh, if I hear something is blow away, I'll go find a copy of the episode somewhere, and I'll right. watch the blow away thing. But I haven't heard anything blow away about these shows in forever, so it's been a while. No. Uh, and I will, I will consume a pay-per-view if it... Uh, sounds interesting. Like I'm gonna. I think we've both discussed that we'll probably watch the the evolution show. Yeah. To be fair, we make drinking games of most of the pay per views. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just happy that you're still around. Then I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of WWE drinking games, especially if you're like basing it around things that they do frequently, because that's. I mean, they're branding, branding, branding. So, yep. you know, oh, my God. If every time you had to drink when they mentioned the word women's revolution or women's evolution. No, it's not. It's not quite that that intense. It's usually have, you pick a wrestler yeah. and you drink if they lose or if they win or something. Ah, like that. <laughs> OK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, we do. Uh, we'll watch the Royal Rumble every year. The two pay-per-views we watch every year yeah. is Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Only because for Royal Rumble, me and the girls will sit down and we'll do like a game. Like they can pick four numbers and I'll pick four numbers. And, yeah. you know, whoever comes out, those are our guys. Uh, that sort of thing. I And See, this year was a lot of fun because they did the women's Royal Rumble. And my youngest got Kyrie, who was also one of her aw. favorites. So she lost her little mind over that. That's cute. But, See, yeah. we do similar, but only you pick a number, and then whenever that wrestler throws someone out, you drink. We're all also <laughs> over twenty-one, so. Uh, okay, so before <laughs> before we ditch, I just remember that I wanted yes. to ask you a question about we were talking about attending live shows. Yes, and you were telling me that's kind of like the thing that really did sort of hook you into watching in the first place yes. is that the live experiences were so much fun. Exactly. Yep. You are the veteran here, not in total. Well, I'm guessing I've probably been to more live shows, but I think you're probably I'm guessing you're a veteran in that you've been to more recent live shows than I have been. Okay. Uh, In in fact, in fact, well, it's not even a maybe it's a for sure. Uh, The last time I went to a live wrestling show was in 2008. Okay, I've been to like four in the past twelve months, so okay. You've yeah, you've got me. I haven't been to, and that wasn't even a WWE show. I haven't been to a. Yeah. I haven't been to a WWE show since two thousand and one. Okay. Um, I went to a ring. I went to a Ring of Honor did WrestleMania weekend when WrestleMania oh, was in okay. Detroit many years ago, and uh, I went to the Ring of Honor shows because that was during my uh, 
snobby wrestling fan phase where only plebs watch WWE. They don't know the real, like, they didn't listen to the real music, Jacqueline. Ring of Honor was the real music. It was the real music. Now I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and they're still really good, but, and they were great back then, too. I don't regret going to those shows. They were incredible, but right, uh, right. I'm, just, I'm just framing why I didn't go to WrestleMania, which I do kind of regret a little bit. I, I do want to go to one, so. <laughs> And they're not likely okay. to come back to Detroit anytime soon. But uh, you mentioned yeah. being there live. I'm curious if you've had any interactions with people who were not the people you went to the show with. Like, have you like, talked with any other wrestling fans at the shows? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm curious. I'm. I, what's yes. it like? Well, I, they just kind. Of, well, to be fair, they just kind of talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's like if you kind of bond over if you find your person who like who you you're rooting for the same person or something like that like the last one I went to and this is a few months ago it was Shayna and the other two women from um, uh, UFC versus Kyrie and two other women who I can't remember and like me and this other woman in the audience were the only two rooting for Shayna so we started <laughs> talking to each other Um and usually, I mean, you start talking to them a little bit. It's about, you know, small stuff like that. Um, but usually it's just a lot of yelling and mm-hmm. um, everyone just, like, starting chants. Everyone just tries to start different punny chants yeah. at the wrestlers. And um, that's really what the camaraderie is all about when you're there. <laughs> I mean, do you find the interactions that you've had, like, the people are generally normal and good-hearted folk? You don't see a lot of ill-intentioned people or weirdos. And, well, I mean, there's definitely some weirdos. Um, I'm but glad like to see that tradition has not gone away. Then. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the harmless kind. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The ones who you're like, yeah, like, the ones who you're like, oh, you probably still live in your mother's basement and you're 34. Like, you know, things like that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, rem- I mean, I have weird memories of just randos coming up to me at live shows and just talking to me about all the rumors they heard about who's going to be showing up at the, and these were like house shows. Like these were not televised events. And they're like, Oh, I heard like, uh, Shawn Michaels is going to come back on the show. Like I heard he's here tonight in the building. I'm like, I didn't have the heart even then to be like, dude, but no, you fool. This is like, it's not even on television. And these weren't like little kids. These were like adults. Some of them older than me. Uh, yeah, so that happens too, mostly with the group I go with. They try mm. and speculate about who's coming out. Um, mm. But it's more just fun to yeah. say, to try and guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. There yeah, was no, a, no, no. I was going to say, my. I don't think you, well, I mean, maybe you have. Have you had a bad experience at a live show? Like, from people. Not like the show, but like people oh, in the crowd. Oh, no. No. Um, not at all. Everyone's everyone's fine most people kind of just keep to themselves for the most part yeah. um i think the coolest thing about it though is that you see like the wrestlers like after they they go on they're kind of like in their street clothes and they just kind of walk past you and you're like hey mm-hmm. um or you know i ran into the the woman who was announcing in the laser room you know like like yeah. it's really those that those kinds of things are cool and um you know all the other fans who are there all the other people who people who are there you know they kind of it's like that shared experience with that so yeah yeah I, I've only mm-hmm. had one. I've only ever had one bad experience. Uh, it was at those Ring of Honor shows I went to those last shows, and it wasn't like bad for the whole show. It was uh, uh, the the final match? It was a two. It was two days uh, that they ran, and I went to both shows. 
and the second day, the final match, they had brought in uh, six of these guys from a Japanese promotion called Dragon Gate, and they wrestled each other in the last match, and they wanted to present like a uh, like an authentic experience. So they didn't just bring in the guys; they like brought in their ring announcer. So the guy who announced them announced <laughs> them all in Japanese, like so you get the experience. Like if you're a fan of watching it, it was like you were. It was like they brought the promotion to you a little bit. You know what I mean? So it was interesting. A cool, a cool treat for the, and a lot of people obviously were there for it. But it was also, like I said, this happened on WrestleMania weekend, and there okay. were a lot of other people in town who were not necessarily Ring of Honor fans or knew a lot about stuff right. outside of WWE. They just knew there was, uh, and it's not like how it is now. This was only the second year that Ring of Honor was doing this. And then mm -hmm. since then, it's not just Ring of Honor. Tons of companies run on WrestleMania weekend now. Right. A bunch of them. It's become like Woodstock. Uh, so other people coming in for WrestleMania are just like, oh, there's another wrestling show like the night before or whatever the, you know, whatever the case was. So they would go to this too. And they didn't know what it was. And basically these poor Japanese guys, there was like a rowdy group of drunk guys they just kept yep. on saying horrible things about these Japanese people. Like, they were, like, chanting, like, speak English, and... Oh, no! They would make, like, the ching-chong jokes, trying to do stuff like that at them. And it was horribly embarrassing. Not just oh, because my. I like... Not just because I like those guys, and I want to see them do their thing, but it was also just embarrassing, kind of, like, as a human, to see yeah, other people no, drink too much and then just get like that with... These guys who, like, flew around the globe to try to, you know, entertain you with their match. Uh, it was disrespectful and it felt gross. That's not what drove me away from going to, li <laughs> to live shows. Um, getting into the actual business of wrestling is what drove me away from, the, from going that's, to shows. Uh, I also stopped watching it for a really long time after that as well, but I uh, recovered. Eventually, but yeah, that was like a bad experience. It's nice to that know that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's nice to know that there's really not that many bad experiences. And I, I would figure no. those NXT house shows, there's probably a close knit group of people that go to a lot of them. Oh, yeah, like you definitely see the same people mm -hmm. at, at the different events. So, yeah, um, yeah. are you going yeah. okay? So, before we go, I get to bring this back on a remotely positive note, even though the answer might not necessarily be in the affirmative. Are you guys planning on going to any shows anytime soon? Probably not. Okay. Um, they usually are here about once a month, and I don't think we're going to be able to make the October show, so maybe the November one. I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll keep... I mean, look, you're... you're I'll keep you posted, though. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting to... And look, one step closer to getting that free t-shirt and that picture with... <laughs> the random superstar of, of choice. It is so true. One day it will happen. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Cause you know, what's going to happen one day it'll happen. And it's uh -huh. like, here you go, Jacqueline. Uh, here's the guy who's handing you your shirt. It's EC3. <laughs> Damn man, That's probably with my luck. That's exactly who it's going to be. You know, it'll be, be, you know, it'll be even worse. He'll be, a, he'll be a, no, no, no. It'll be EC3, <laughs> but he'll be a, like a totally cool dude. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I think oh. I kind of like him a little bit. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. I want to just dislike him. <laughs> I'm now waiting for Jacqueline to message me next week. And she's like, you know what? I don't think I can do this angsty show anymore. 
I'm having nightmares <laughs> about EC3 and I becoming friends, and I don't like it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives, and uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And uh, that's it. We'll be back next week talking more NXT, our main event. For the NXT North American Championship, Ricochet versus Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne in a triple threat. 